Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 845, quarter till 9. J.P. Morrell joins us, New Orleans City Council member. How you doing, J.P.? I'm good. How are you doing, Tommy? I'm all right. You're a New Orleans guy. You bleed purple, gold, and green. You'll be out along the routes with the kids? I will be out as much as I can tolerate, which is usually about three or four parades yeah. that I'm pretty much done for the season. Amazing how when you're kids, when you're a kid, it's different. Then when you get older, you look at it completely differently. Um, let's talk about this suit that's been filed. I'm, I'm, I know you're an attorney, and I just wonder who has to prove what to whom. Do the people that filed the suit have to prove that the uh, body, the, uh, the, the uh, registrar and the um, secretary of state didn't purge the roles, roles or properly, or do the secretary, or is the burden of proof on, who is the burden of proof on, I guess, what I'm trying to fumble through here, JP? The, 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 the burden of proof is on the people who filed the petition, which would be the recall proponents. That's what they I have to prove that, that there's a pattern or behavior. Sandra Wilson has been the registrar of voters since 2006. There is a requirement, and I'm going to start by saying this requirement, I don't agree with it, but this is the legal requirement. The legal requirement is that someone misses two consecutive federal elections, like every four years, every two years, congressional elections, that's four-year total, then they are moved from active to inactive on the rolls. Now, in order to become active again, you just got to show up to the roll and say, hey, I'm John Smith, I want to vote. Mm -hmm. They look you up, they put you back in there. The purging is separate from going inactive to inactive, and purging is a longer period. But the reality is that what the recall proponents are arguing is that there are a tremendous amount of people over the years who have moved away from the city, who have who have no addresses or no location anyone can track and just don't exist in the city, or who have died, and that that group is about 30,000 people. Now, the interesting thing is, as you know, the the actual turning in of the uh, of the petition for the recall is next Wednesday. The date for the court hearing is after the recall date. So really what the question is now, according to the recall proponents, they have the signatures right now to meet the threshold from the old, what they're saying is bad data. The challenge, and I guess what kind of gets kind of interesting, purely from a legal perspective is, if they go in with the petition numbers to meet the old threshold, they win their case and the threshold is lowered while the Cantrell administration argues and takes numbers off the petition, they may meet the lower threshold if that lower threshold kicks in. Does that make sense? It does. I wonder about the timing of this because if, I don't know, when you sign a recall, I don't live in Orleans Parish, but whenever you do, do you is it dated? Is that part of the information that's... It, 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 it is, but remember, and this is something people also forget, it's very weird to how recalls work. So even after the recall is filed, there is a five-day period after the recall is filed where people who have incorrect information can correct it and new people can sign it, Okay. as well as people who signed it can take their names off it. Well, that would render so them, whole, 
the deadline moot as far as the signatures and the time period between the hearing and the deadline because it is five days, right? Correct. Okay. So it, it, it's it's all. I mean, as far as like from a purely like legal scholar lawyer perspective, outside looking in, it's super interesting to watch how the legal drama unfolds. But mm-hmm. generally, generally speaking, I think it would be a disservice to not say this. It is more than likely that more people will have signed the recall than voted for the mayor. And regardless of how the recall turns out, it is the closest any single politician in the history of the state of Louisiana has come to being recalled. That's pretty significant itself. Have you noticed any change since all of this started with the mayor, attitude or anything else, more willingness to cooperate? Is she getting a message from Uh, the voters? From our perspective on the council, nothing's really changed. I will say that we we sent some information. We're trying to track what happened with this mailer. It is not appropriate for any elected official to use public dollars to put out political mailers. And from what we saw of that trifle thing, everybody in New Orleans got, that is not – it was only mailed to registered voters and not to every citizen. And by definition, is it the target of voters and not everybody who pays taxes? It – was a political mailer. So we're very concerned about that. There's going to be some legislation. It's already illegal. It's illegal in state, local, it's illegal across the board, but we're going to put some budgetary controls and take some discretion away from ever doing something like that again. Cause that's a tremendous waste of money. When you say illegal now, that's ethically not any kind of criminal offense. No, right? I, I, it's, it's criminally. Illegal. It is criminally. It's okay. In, in, in statute, you it, it, it is, it is covered by, misappropriations of funds and malfeasance. There's, there is, if nothing else, the legislature has very robust laws, criminally and civilly and ethically, on how you can do political mailers when it comes, how you do mailers when it comes to public dollars. Because, I mean, it might, it might predate me, Tommy, but apparently, I guess at some point in the past, politicians were using a lot of public money to send out mailers, but they changed the law. It's, it is, I mean... When I was a legislator, we had to run every mailer we did through three or four reviews by staff to make sure we didn't violate ethics, civil, or criminal statute. All right, let me take a break. I, I thought an attorney told me differently, but I, I think I, I thought sure it was what you said because it's it's stealing money we, one way or the other, however you look at it. 851, 9 till 9. We'll talk about the Surge and Waterboard when we come back with New Orleans City Council President J.P. Morrell. Traffic now on WWL. 8.56, 4 till 9, Tommy Tucker, WWL Friday morning. Thanks for getting your day started with us. We're talking to J.P. Morrell, New Orleans City Council President. J.P., Surgeon Water Board, tell me what you want the Inspector General to do. And and i got to ask you a question about the Surgeon Water Board after you do because I, I guess by comparison it's getting better, but go ahead. Well, Tommy, before I do that, I want to say one thing. Revised yes. Statute 18-1465, prohibited use of public funds. No public, no public fund shall be used to urge any elector to vote or for or against a candidate or proposition, or be appropriate for a candidate or public organization. It's a felony, All a criminal right. felony. So, go. so that's the, just so that your lawyer who gave bad legal advice, it's completely against the law and it's criminal. It, it seemed like it uh, would be because it's stealing money one way or the other, right? It, no matter what you it use is, it for. It is. Well, and to that point, the legislature specifically said you cannot use public money to tilt the electorate. Hence so, the caution anyway. on your part, because you don't want to go to jail. Correct. Yeah. So, Sewage and Water Board, yeah. the issue is we passed a whole bunch of legislation at the state level to give the council 
authority over billing, we put together all of our billing practices to allow for appeals from the public, and we uncovered that Sewage and Water Board was not telling the public they had an appeal. The challenge is, is that according to our ordinance and the law, once you get your bad Sewage and Water Board decision from their paid hearing officer, you have 45 days to appeal to us. And by not telling people that they have an appeal, they're basically trying to torpedo their appeals. Now, after we sent the letter, by Monday, they sent us a sample showing that they were going to attach information now to the adjudicatory hearing findings that they have a council appeal. But what's very disconcerting is that became law in December. We are in February. We have no idea how many people between December and February were not told they had an appeal and who may have run their time on making the appeal. So we've got a concern there. The other thing that came out was uh, several people contacted our office and said, hey, I won my appeal in front of their hearing officer. And when I got my next bill, they basically ignored that I ran, I won my appeal and I had to go fight them to make them acknowledge that their paid officer ruled in my favor. And that's what we asked the inspector general about was like, listen, they're violating their own process before we even get to the council. If, if, if their hearing officers are, fi- are saying, hey, we messed up, this bill should be lowered, and sewage and water board is just ignoring it. I think Hassan Corban is a nice man, but I don't know. Is he getting it done? I mean, it's been abnormal for so long. Any small gain is welcome. But if you look at the years that he's been there, thoughts? Well, Tommy, I think, and I'm not trying to be funny or make a pun, but I think it's something on the water. Everyone I know that goes over there who goes in somewhat reasonable when I'm dealing with them now, trying to find a way to, to, to help them regain the trust of the public, they just seem disinterested most of the time. So you got to change your culture. I agree. All right. Thank you, JP. Have a nice Mardi Gras, right? Thank you, Tommy. You too. Thanks for being well-prepared, too, by the way, citing the statute. JP Morrell, New Orleans City Council member, damn fine lawyer. We'll take a break. We come back. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.